It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. A radio show like no other. It's Brian Kilmeade. Well, nothing's more of a driving and an uh, excitement factor like Donald Trump for Democrats, right? I mean, they love to be opposed to him because they are um, independents. Many are, don't want to see another reign of Trump. And uh, the more he engages in the race, the more he puts himself out there, the more it's a reminder of what's at stake to people. And having Trump on the ballot is a hugely energizing factor in a lot of these races. And that's what they're trying to do, no doubt about it. And I don't think that's uh, news to anybody, especially Jen Psaki, who now is an MSNBC uh, contributor. She'll be asked a lot about it. I'm watching other shows. They're quickly talking about the special master with Donald Trump and not the other major stories in this country, including inflation. Jonathan Swan joins us now, national political correspondent at Axios. Uh, and he was also somebody that's at one of Donald Trump's most recent rallies and joins us now. Jonathan, welcome back. Thanks, Brian. How are you? Good, good. Uh, first off, um, no doubt about it, Donald Trump has got a series of legal challenges, probably like uh, uh, the a blizzard of which I've never seen before in my life. But he did seem to have gotten uh, a break when it came to this special master and this judge saying, no more FBI, no more looking at this stuff until the special master says uh, what you can or can't see. That's a, that's a rare legal win for him, right? Yeah, and, and we shouldn't get sort of uh, we should overstate what this means. Uh, I, I talked to a number of conservative lawyers last night um, about this, and the consensus seems to be that it will delay somewhat um, the investigation, but probably will end up being somewhat of a blip. Um, the, the question that needs to be resolved is can a member of the executive branch or a former member of the executive branch, being the president, exert executive privilege against the executive branch. Uh, so, th I mean, that's the legal question. The judges kind of punted on that. So um, we'll start, we'll find out. Um, Deary is a respected judge, um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But um, I don't think that this is going to have a meaningful uh, impact on the ultimate result. Interesting, uh, because you, there's a sense that there's a lot of documents there that he didn't have. There's a sense that the judge, uh, a couple of his lawyers or signed off, said they gave everything up, correct? And he turned out he didn't, well, and well, now no, his no, lawyers no, could be in trouble? The, the basic legal question still, still needs to be resolved, which is can um, a former member of the executive branch exert executive privilege against the executive branch, which wants these documents? And, you know, there's not much precedent to support that interpretation. This could easily get reversed in the 11th Circuit. Um, so, again, it's just like this This will have a delaying effect, but um, we don't yet know uh, whether it will have any more than that, Be just sort of a delay in the process. You know, these, these big legal questions still need to get resolved, and they will get resolved. Um, it just might take a bit longer. So how about this, a Fox News poll? Uh, was it appropriate or not for the president to take those documents to Mar-a-Lago? Only 26% said it was appropriate. 56%, the FBI, 65% uh, uh, inappropriate. How about the search by the FBI? 56% said it was appropriate. Only 39% it didn't. That's basically the president's roughly his approval rating uh, right now. You do wonder in the big picture, regardless of how it turns out, why the president would want a headache like this. Because it's not like he wants to build a library. I I was talking to one of his um, 
former advisors about this, and they were just, and this is someone who still likes him and they've got no animus towards him at all. And they were just like, explain, they were like, why? Why? They, they, they sort of walked me through the process. Did you know, whatever you think about the DOJ, whatever you think about the FBI, set that aside. <laughs> Last year, early on, they went to him and said, you've got these documents, we want them back. You know, there's classified documents and, and other doc government documents that belong to the government. There's no dispute about whether they belong to the government. It's a very fringe view that they don't. I mean, there's the Presidential Records Act. But he, his lawyers didn't contest that. Trump's lawyers said, yes, no, you're right, ultimately. You're right. We'll, we'll give them back. Um, they didn't claim any of these documents were declassified. His lawyers didn't in their attestations. And then in January, they actually handed over 15 boxes. They said, here's everything. Here's everything we've got. Here's all the classified documents that are there. Then they do more interviews. They find out, oh, actually, no, a truthful representation. He still has more documents, more classified documents. So they go back again and ask for more, and they say, you know, we think you've got more, and, they, you know, there's a bit of a back and forth. And then they, they actually get a grand jury subpoena. And, and, and Jay Bratt goes and visits Mar-a-Lago in June, meets with Trump's lawyers, Evan Corcoran and, and Christina Bob, and they say, this time, here's everything. Eleven more boxes, you know, with dozens of classified documents. This is all, This is it. And, and we're so confident that we've done this big search. We'll sign off. We'll do an attestation. This is absolutely everything. I swear, Christina Bob's signature. And it wasn't everything. They still had more. It's like, why? <laughs> why? This is what this person, I'm just channeling this person to be. They're like, for, for, for what possible plausible reason? Why don't you just... Give everything back. Do a proper sense. Like, why put yourself through this stupidity? Um, so, you know, th there's a lot of frustration, even from people who are advisors of Trump, former advisors, people who actually want him to be successful. And they just, like, it drives them nuts. Setting aside whatever you think about how the FBI has conducted itself over the last six years, in this, in this narrow circumstance, uh, sort of at their wit's end, basically. Couple of things. Number one, how does that meld in with the fact that Jay Brad or one of his uh, one of his colleagues said, "Put a lock on that door until until uh, we get through it and I get back here." How does that well, never how does that gel with the story? Door. They never put they it never in. Said that no, 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 no. That's not in the, that, that. That was misreported about this padlock thing. That, I think that's how the Trump people interpreted it. But what they said was, "We believe these documents are still there's no secure space in Mar-a-Lago." for these documents you still have these documents so but we need you to take whatever precautions you can right now basically again if you read what what they actually sent to them in the letter you would you would be of the view of we really should just give everything back very quickly like they're, they're basically saying you have stuff you shouldn't have in an insecure location in a in a country club in a private country club um so this whole thing about them asking them to put a padlock on the door that never happened wasn't a thing that was requested interesting uh you went ahead so uh so we'll see where this goes number one for now on when a president leaves it should be very easy to set up a system i can't believe there is none oh uh, guys what documents you want we're going to screen them give us a week come back these are the ones we get okay the lawyer just said we want these okay uh we're going to need copies of them i thought everything was electronic anyway these days um, boy am i mistaken i guess cybersecurity is one of the reasons and the, number two is there should be a, a tight checklist the president clearly wasn't sneaking it out we see these these interns in suits standing by a chopper with cardboard files so i mean if you're sneaking it out you're the worst crook ever 
Well, it, it, there is a system, but um, it's not... I mean, when you're the president, you don't... Uh, a lot of things are at your discretion about process and things like that. And what I do know about the final days of the Trump White House is they were very chaotic and staff were actually very reticent about doing a normal packing up process because Trump didn't want you know, there to be the appearance that he was conceding and leaving office and, and what have you. So all this stuff happened in the last two weeks. Usually, you know, the election happens and the process begins. This was not a normal uh, process for, for a lot of reasons. What's your takeaway from when you saw the president speak in Pennsylvania? Huge enthusiasm for him. I mean, it was a 10,000-seat arena. I, there's not another... I'm sorry, there, there just isn't. Whether you're a Ron DeSantis fan or a you know, Joe Biden, there's not another politician in the country that can fill a 10,000-seat arena like that and have it packed to the rafters like that. And there's just a lot of enthusiasm for him. Um, he, he has a huge base. He's got a strong base. And, again, you can, you know, it's just, it's just an objective statement of reality. You can think whatever you want about Donald Trump, but anyone who's actually looking at the situation realistically um, can see that the reason he, he still is ahead in the polls uh, among Republicans is because he has a very, very fired up and enthusiastic base, and they show up for him. They would walk over hot coals for him, and, and they're there. I mean, what was interesting to me at that rally was um, there was a huge amount of enthusiasm in that crowd for Doug Mastriano, the gubernatorial candidate. No, not much enthusiasm for Dr. Oz. I mean, they were politely sort of tolerating him and clapping, but ironically... You can imagine a situation in which Oz actually benefits from Mastriano because I think the base does show up to the polls because of Mastriano. Um, and if Oz can get the sort of Pat Toomey suburban vote, um, once the base shows up and they have a binary, you know, they're there anyway, they've shown up, they've made the effort of going to vote, you have a binary choice between Dr. Oz and John uh, Fenneman, you, you know, you, you tick the Oz box, even though they're not doing it with a great amount of... But yet Mastriano's so, trailing in almost every poll, Jonathan, right? Yeah, but, but but that's a separate question. That's because he has no suburban support and whatever. So you can imagine a situation where they get fired up, they show up to the polls, and Mastriano loses, but he's, he's turned out the base, you know, to Oz's benefit. So, um, yeah, Mastriano has not managed to... Suburban women... Uh, in favour of him. He's got, you know, pretty weak support in the collar counties, um, but he does have a strong base. It may not be enough to win. In fact, the polls suggest it won't be enough to win, but what, what, what you can be sure of is the base will show up and vote um, in Pennsylvania, which was Oz's biggest problem because the Republican base is not enthusiastic about Dr. Oz. Before, I, before I leave Trump, do you believe yeah. uh, if Trump runs, who else runs? Yeah. If if John, that's why I know it's early. I know it's September 2022. Yeah. But if right yeah. now, if I said Jonathan, you may yeah. before your prediction, put it in an envelope, and if he declares, <laughs> who else? Who else yeah, runs? Yeah. What's going to be in that envelope? So, with the preface that this is without, I don't know for a fact that Ron DeSantis is running. He hasn't told me he's running. No one who works for him has told me he's running. Um, but I'm I'm watching him very closely, and everything I'm picking up uh, just from observing his behavior, talking to people who advise him, uh, suggests to me that there's a very high likelihood that he runs, even if Trump runs, which I think Trump will run. I think there's a very good chance that Ron DeSantis takes him on. I think there's a very, very good chance that Mike Pence runs, um, based on conversations I've had with people around him. 
Um, I think there's a decent chance Mike Pompeo runs based on what he's saying publicly. I mean, he's not really making a secret about it. He's saying he's got a team in Iowa and he's not going to be influenced by who else is out there. I'm very confident Ted Cruz will not run if Trump runs, um, based on conversations I've had with um, certain people. And besides that, then I think you're getting into sort of, you know, I'm sure Chris Christie might run. I wouldn't be shocked if Liz Cheney runs. But, um, you know, I think most people view at this point um, the, the Ron DeSantis question to be the most interesting given he really has a huge amount of momentum um, and and popularity um, out there. So uh, that's the person I'm watching most closely. I don't think that's a kind of crazy thing. <laughs> I think everyone's sort of in the same boat on that. Gotcha. Uh, so, Jonathan, you write in with uh, with Josh Kroshauer, uh, who about what's going on right now. In terms of the midterms, the Democrats have benefited from the Dobbs decision, no question. You believe they're getting more money in there. And the economy... Uh, you said inflation, the anger towards inflation has cooled somewhat. Where are we at right now heading into the midterms with, what are we looking at, six weeks to go? It, it's a very, very complicated picture, and I have great sympathy for anyone trying to make grand predictions about it. History tells you that Republicans are going to pick up you know, an average of 25 seats in the House, um, and the party out of power tends to do really well in these midterms. But there's a lot of ahistorical things happening, the Dobbs decision being the most obvious example um, there are real big spike in um, female voter registration. Right now, if you ask most strategists, they would say the most likely scenario is Republicans take the House um, and, and, and probably it's a, it's a jump ball in the Senate, but there is a very clear path for Republicans to take the Senate. But, um, you know, Democrats have had a few lucky breaks with candidates and they've certainly got a very strong money advantage. Um, so... Who knows in the Senate? Um, it's really probably coming down to three states right now, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Georgia. That's, the battlefield has really shrunk in the last few weeks. Most people, if you put truth serum in them on both sides, would tell you that Republicans are going to win Ohio. They think Republicans, I'm talking about both sides now, probably Republicans probably lose the Arizona Senate race. They probably win North Carolina. They probably lose New Hampshire. And so Pennsylvania, Georgia... Nevada, everyone's Wisconsin. focusing at, at Republicans probably win Wisconsin. You know, both sides think at this point that Ron Johnson gets home in, in Wisconsin. So, um, you know, the Oz race, super important. The Herschel Walker race, super important. The Laxalt race, super, super important. Both sides, their energy is starting to focus more intensely on those three races. So, Jonathan Swan, our guest at Axios. Jonathan, you, you do write that... There's a big push to get Donald Trump to send some of his, save some of his money. He's got a hundred million dollars, yeah, and then yeah. he he he's put sitting, together Oz on. and Blake Masters and Mastriano. Right. Where's the money behind it, right? That's right. No, Trump's sitting on a hundred million dollars. McConnell is desperate for him to spend it. Obviously, McConnell has no relationship with Trump and can't make that appeal directly, but he he's been making that appeal indirectly through others. Um, there's no sign so far that Trump's going to do that. Um, he's sitting on the money. Most of the money that he's spent so far has been on these intra-Republican fights. You know, he spent $4 million or so trying to defeat Brian Kemp in Georgia. He spent a lot of money defeating Liz Cheney in her primary. So we're yet to see him put serious resources behind any of these vulnerable Republican Senate candidates um, and I don't know if he will or he won't, but it's getting it's getting awfully late um, in the in the day. 
Uh, I'm, I'm sure these people gave him money thinking he'd support those candidates. I mean, that he's also being investigated as the president, too, for the, with, with the money he's collected and where it's going, correct? Yes, the Save America PAC is, is being investigated, and something like 40 people have been subpoenaed. Um, I don't... It's not clear yet the nature of that investigation, so I think there's a lot we don't know, and there's been some very sort of um, creative and hyperbolic interpretations out there. So I, I think we'll wait and see what, what the case is there. But, um, yes, absolutely, the, the Save America Pact is being investigated and, and people associated with it. And the best thing you could do right now is maybe spend the money on the candidates and say, see, I told you, <laughs> but who knows? Uh, I, I've never seen Mitch, some... Mitch McConnell would agree with you. Mitch yeah. McConnell would agree with you. <laughs> right. Jonathan, I have about 5,000 more questions, but that's all the time we have. Uh, always love having you on, Jonathan. Continue success. Thanks for having me, mate. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.